Welcome to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I'm Danielle DeTeach, or Coach Danny D, and I help women to create luxury brands by creating processes and tightening their branding. This is where we talk about how to build your business in a way that allows you to work with ease and enjoy your life. My happy space is spending as much time as humanly possible in my pajamas. And I want to help others to find their happy space while still running profitable businesses. So get comfortable and let's dig in. Hello and welcome to the Profits in Pajamas podcast, where we talk about how you can build your business and still have your relaxed lifestyle. Today, we have a a lovely guest, a good friend of mine, Tiffany McKinney, and I'm going to give you an intro to her and then we're going to just get into our topic for today. So Tiffany is a certified balloon artist and um, she brings fun elegant and creative balloon decor to the Metro Detroit area through her business, Balloon Balloon Company, LLC. And she has been playing with balloons for over 20 years. I know she don't look like it at all. (laughs) And for the last 10 years, um, she's also enjoyed teaching balloon artistry and business concepts to those who are looking to establish their own business. She's a graduate of Eastern um, Michigan University and her other interests include being a dog mom, which I we we, we share in common, um, playing in makeup and reading and traveling. So welcome, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. And today we are talking about are you um pricing for profit in your business? So it's a great topic, um, especially you know when we're looking at having that relaxed lifestyle, if you want to have that relaxed lifestyle, you have to be charging appropriately to be able to balance out that, you know, have that work-life balance. Like, cause that's, that for me, that's the goal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so one thing that I want, wanted to ask you about is, um, can you tell me more about, I know you have a pricing class Um, as a part of your balloon decor education. Can you tell me a little bit more about what your philosophy is about pricing? Sure. Well, the class was developed because as I attended conferences and classes, and then I started teaching, you know, classes, um, the number one question that everybody wants to know is once I know how to create this thing is how do I sell it and what do I charge for it? And I mean, that's naturally the next step. And so what I thought about as I was was creating my course curriculum is I want to teach like I learn, which is step one, two, three, four, five. I need all the information. Don't just give me bits and pieces. So if you go too fast, you gloss over information or assume that I know things, it's not clearly communicated, I check out naturally. And I think that's a bad habit for a lot of people. And so even as I started teaching, I could see that people were tuning out when we got to the math, when the math started math, (laughs) because they were intimidated by it. And I think, I don't, I'm sure it's not just business owners, but when we're intimidated by something, we check out mentally, it takes some, you know, you really have to put forth some effort to learn something that intimidates you. But I try hard to make it approachable easy to understand. That's my thing. I I try to take the information, break it down and make it easy and approachable and walk us through this thing. So if we need to have a math class, we have a math class. We're breaking out the calculators and the formulas and we're walking (laughs) away from this thing with a full understanding of what we're doing. So my goal is basically learn it so that you can walk away from this with your own numbers for your own business. That makes sense in real life. Right. Right. And that's absolutely beautiful. And I think you know, one of the things you just said was about how we get intimidated. And mm-hmm. when and it's true, when people get intimidated, it you know, intimidation and frustration tend to come together. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you get that frustrated feeling, it's easier to just, you know, kind of throw your hands up and just say, you know what? Yeah. I know for me. Walk away stupid. from it. Look, this is right. stupid. <laughs> like, 
Okay. <laughs> if I can't figure it yeah. out, this is stupid. And mm-hmm. but it, you know, but it is a, a really good instructor knows how to then come back around and say, no, let's break this down even yeah. further so that Absolutely. you really understand and kind of hold your hand through that thing that is terrifying you. And sometimes when it's math, yeah, some people carry math um fear and intimidation from child. Oh, they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can see in people how they just start to tune out. You know, it's like they get overwhelmed instantly. You can see they're afraid. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. And that's not acceptable. You can't move forward if you, you know, you can't run a business like that. No, because then all of a sudden now you're just pulling numbers out of the air or copying Uh numbers and you don't know if you're truly making a profit. So, you know, by the time you realize that you're not making a profit, you a lot of times are too deep in, you know, now you have, you know, you have these loyal customers who, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's great, but you know, now you're stuck in this pricing range. That's not making Mm -hmm. sense for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I totally, I totally hear what you're saying there. So what are um, some areas that we need to consider when we're trying to price for profit? Well, I think that a lot of areas, well, here's a few areas I think that people don't fully accommodate for your materials. It's easy to say, I'm a balloon artist. I'm going to charge you for balloons, but you have to charge for everything. And we take the smaller items like tape. A lot of times we use the clear fishing line or just any small thing, glue, for example. And they think, oh, it's just a dollar. Oh, it's just, you know, I can go run and grab. Well, it's just a dollar. And when you just get to the store, they just don't ask you for that dollar. It's got to come from somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to know where that money is coming from. And I think also next would be your, your real expenses, your overhead um, expenses, like traveling and delivering the core. I know, for example, when I hear certain areas in our area, Birmingham, downtown Detroit, Royal Oak, I know that, oh, okay, I'm gonna have to pay for parking down there. You know, accounting for all of those things and charging your client for all of those things is important. And lastly, our time. I don't know why so many people struggle with (laughs) charging for their time. It's like, I have literally heard people say, I just take the cost of everything and I double it. And that, but it took you four hours. It literally took you four hours to put it together. And get it to the client. So people really struggle with charging for their time. You and know, and I don't know why, but it's important. You have to. That's the one that always kills me because like, you know, if we think about, you know, specifically in the balloon um, industry, there are certain things that are just time consuming, like the mosaics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh the my mosaics goodness, yeah. are like they are extremely time consuming especially if you're building the mosaic yourself so you Absolutely. have to allow for that time to build it to then um design it you know the inside mm-hmm. of it and all the work yes. involved in that and every time I talk to someone who's doing them and you know their price is usually like a hundred or something like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, how? Like, absolutely how? And they're like, and yes. then, but their reaction is, oh my God, yeah, they're so time consuming. Oh my God, I hate yeah. doing it. And I'm like, so why is it so cheap? Then if it's like exactly if, if it takes more time than the other mm-hmm. things that you're doing, why is it cheaper? Not even that to me. There are certain things I refuse to do. I refuse to do mosaics because what I'm going to charge you for is not even worth it. In my opinion, it's going to be so expensive. It's just, I don't see the value in it. So I just don't, I decide, people are afraid to tell clients no, but that's not a service that I offer because another thing I've learned too, if you tell somebody one time you're going to do something and you take a picture of it, everybody expects you to keep going. Yes. Mm -mm. It just doesn't make financial sense to me to do things like that. So I tell my clients, no, that's not something that I offer. And you have to be comfortable in standing in that. You Absolutely. really have to be comfortable in standing Absolutely. in that. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't offer mosaics for the same reason. I, you know, I did one um, as a gift once. And mm-hmm. in that process, I was just like, I don't ever want to do this again <laughs> in life. Like I have zero Absolutely. desire to do yeah. this. 
again. Mm-hmm. And if I did, <laughs> it would be for a premium. Oh, yeah, price absolutely. Because it is mm-hmm. very, very time consuming, very meticulous. Um, so it would be for a premium price. And that just was the end of that for me. And, it, you know, there's yeah. certain things that I don't offer. And I'm cool with yep. that because like exactly. you said, exactly. the the price, I, you know, not saying I can't justify the price, but just saying the price is not going to be what, you know, the industry mm-hmm. standard is because absolutely. the industry standard is not where it needs to be. Absolutely. That's, that's a great, and yeah, that's a great analogy is it's not where it needs to be. People do not charge by far for the time that it takes. Mm-mm, it's not worth it. And I think the biggest thing to me that I, I get so caught up on is when people um, are undercharging, mm-hmm. but then overworking themselves. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, like my my whole philosophy is I'm trying to spend as much time in these PJs as possible. (laughs) And I don't understand, you know, I I, I would love to get that connection back to people of like, you know, if you charge appropriately, you don't have to do as many jobs to hit your sales goals. Yes, yes. I think that people, first of all, people, I don't know why in this culture that we're in, you know, this whole social media thing, we glamorize uh, grinding until you die. What kind of foolishness? What? It, that, it, that does not make sense to me. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely so, no sense. If the point is to work hard and get money, when are you going to have time to enjoy that money? Right. If you grind until you die. That's why you can't be afraid to look at what you really enjoy about your business. That's important what you enjoy about working. I do not enjoy making centerpieces. So I rarely make centerpieces. I don't enjoy making mosaics. It does not bring me joy. So <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I would use my other time, my time according. But no. we're, we're grown. We're grown. You don't, it's, we're not at the age where you have to, to do the thing because somebody told you to. Exactly. You're an adult. You're a business owner. You get to choose. You get to choose what it is you do and what you don't do. And it's not Mm -hmm. that you're not going to be, you know, profitable in your business just because you don't do X. Like, you know, I don't, I don't like to do bouquet delivery. Mm -hmm. It it hasn't hurt my business. I know somebody that does. And I refer to that person. I don't like to do it to me. It breaks up my day. It, you know, mm-hmm. most places that they want balloons delivered to are, like you said, areas that require additional parking and, yep. you know, all the other like things that are, you know, we don't always consider that we mm-hmm. should absolutely, um, absolutely start to add up. And it's just not, it's just not worth it in, at the end of the day to me. So that's not a yeah. thing that I enjoy doing. Now, yeah. if that's your if that's your business model, I know a lot of people yeah. that have very lucrative businesses based around solely doing deliveries. Yeah, yeah. And so you refer to those people, like you said, it's nothing wrong. I don't know why we are so averse to number one telling our clients that's not something that you know we offer, and then extending the things that you do, offering the things that you do actually offer or referring to someone else. I'm not going to waste my time. My time is important to me. That's what I'm working for. And I think right. the the model for success that we have is based on what people are telling us. Right, right. You know, like we look at the world and the model for success is this flashy lifestyle. I got to have this kind of car. I want to go on these kind of vacations. I want to do these kind of things. Now, what's important to you and what's important to me? Time. I want right. to sit in my pajamas. Right. I want to drink my coffee slow in the morning. Right. You know what I mean? And so I, my business looks like that for me. I frame, I made my business look like me. That was important because when I, when I didn't do that, I didn't enjoy it. I did right. not enjoy it. And I, so many times I would think about quitting. I'm like, oh honey, I got to go do something else. Cause this ain't it. Right. This ain't it. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I can remember those days in my business where I was just like, oh my God, like, it's just, you know, so overwhelming. You're doing so yes. much. You're frustrated. You're not enjoying the people that you're working with all of exactly. these things because you're not clear on your business identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's you haven't started with that business identity and then building it out from there. And then yeah. also your personal goals and desires. Yeah. So yes. if my important. personal goals and desires 
or that I have time freedom, then it doesn't make sense for me to develop a business where I Mm -hmm. am working myself constantly. So I have to carve out my business differently. So volume is not the jam for me. It (laughs) might be for somebody else, you know what I'm saying? But it's not for me. For me, Mm -hmm. I want quality. I want some quality jobs that are paying, you know, a good amount so that I can have that time freedom and so that I can do other things besides, you know, constantly working in the business, but still have it be profitable and still have it be successful. It makes sense. Yep, absolutely. And I like how you talked about that business identity, because I think that's something important for people to look at. And we don't, we just jump in and we see 900 things we can do with balloons and we're going to do all of them. But you, it just, it's too chaotic. It's too chaotic and you're all over the place. And when you're not clear, your client is not clear. There you go. That's important. So, you know, mm-hmm. people go to, you know, like if they know you're the person that's um, known for X, Y, and Z, like mm-hmm. um, I'll give you an example. Like when I was recently, I had to look for a new makeup artist and when I was looking, I like a more natural look. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. her that was like a thousand places on her website. So yeah. I knew that she was that person, you know, whereas yeah. she could have been more generic, but then I wouldn't have known that she was what I was looking for. Absolutely. So that business identity helps connect you so well to your other, Absolutely. To, your, to your ideal client. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. I'm going to okay. step on some toes here. <laughs> I'm going to step Uh-oh. on a few toes. But I want to talk about, this is a phrase, I know you've heard it. I know I have heard it several times. Okay. My client won't pay me that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> I can't tell you how often I hear that. From people that have been in the business, I feel like long enough to know better. Here's the thing: get new clients. You can <laughs> go again to, for the people in the back. I mean, and get a new client. Here's the thing: I can go to Walmart and get a T-shirt. I can go to Macy's or Neiman Marcus and get a T-shirt, and then whatever other high-end retailer and get a T-shirt. They're going to be all these different price points, right? I can't walk into, for example, there was an advertisement that came across my Facebook timeline for uh, Tiffany's and they were selling this paper clip. I think it was a <laughs> paperweight or something. Right. That thing had to be thousands of dollars. And I said, for a paper clip? Like, where we go? But I can't be mad at them because guess what? Somebody's going to buy it. Somebody's going to buy it. Somebody's going to buy it. Matter, I mean, and so you can't get mad at that. Offer what you can to, to, to who you can. And guess what? Here's, here's the thing. When you raise your prices, you groom your business and you groom your clientele and it's okay to grow. I find that people tend to have a pricing model. Their pricing model falls with somewhere in their personality, right? Right. Like either I'm going to charge the world and make a million dollars or um, I don't want to, I don't want to offend people. I don't want to price gouge. You know, they actually, it's almost like charging more money turns them off. They're afraid of it. Yes. You have to fall somewhere in the middle. Yes. So if you, you know, if your clients are not paying that, that comes along with that brand, your brand and business identity, get new clients. They're out there. There are people that shop at Walmart. There are people that shop at Macy's. There are people that shop at whatever the highest end retailer. Yes. They are, they are, you just, it is what it is. Absolutely. And with your brand identity, go look for the client that's going to pay what you want them. They're out there. If, if they weren't out there, there wouldn't be different neighborhoods. There wouldn't be all these different stores. And, and you know that, you know, you know, I teach this. If you are charging too low, mm. high end clients are concerned. Yes. They become concerned because they're thinking, why does it cost so low? Mm-hmm. Because they're mm-hmm. used to paying for convenience. Absolutely. And they know that that convenience is going to cost them more. Yes. They know yes. that. And so they are, um, they're, they're prepared to pay that money. But if you yeah. are not prepared to ask for it, 
then Mm -hmm. you are not going to attract that client. You're going, as long as you are, you know, lowballing yourself, you're going to attract lowballing clients. Yeah, it's the truth. And I say this and I hope I don't offend anybody, but it's the truth. Broke people beget broke people. Broke people got broke friends. Right? Pass the collection (laughs) plate on that one. You know, a community of tend, them. girl, and so we tend to hang around people who think like us, right? Right. And so if you don't have a very wide circle, then all of your friends are just like you. Right, and if you don't right. have any money, sugar, then you're not like you. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got to start somewhere, right? Correct. But it has so much to do with how we perceive things. Like, for example, I know, let me tell the truth. I'm not my target client. I am not going to pay what I charge for balloons, <laughs> but I'm not my target client. And that's okay. Right. Absolutely. That's it's absolutely okay. And when and you that, change your prices, some of those people are going to fall off, but we, we're, we're, it's a business. We're not, it's not friendships. You know what no, I mean? We get so and, tied to these clients. But I think that that's where, you know, something you said earlier and what you said just now just brought me to it of the emotional connection to price absolutely it's numbers yeah it's numbers that are based on being profitable so Mm -hmm. you are looking at what does it cost for me to be profitable as with this as a business yeah Mm-hmm. And that's all you're doing. So there's nothing yeah. to apologize for. People Absolutely. say, oh, well, you're gouging, you're this, you're that. No, you're paying your bills. Yeah, uh, there you go. You are affording you a go. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. It's just the same as you don't think about that when you go pay your, your light bill. Right. You don't think about, oh right. my God, they gouging me for, for water. Mm-hmm. Water is a, a natural resource. You don't you don't think about it when they they put a they put a price point on it though, and they make you exactly. pay. Exactly. Um, exactly. You don't think about it when you are the consumer, but for some reason, when you become the business owner, you are so deeply concerned with what that price means to the customer. As long as that price, I mean, it's like, again, if you're gouging, actually gouging, that's a different conversation, but you're pricing for your livelihood. Yes. And you have to remove that feeling of, you know, the customer and how they may, you know, how they may feel what you've made up, you know, because they, they haven't said that. It's just something that you've come up with in your mind, but also- We're not selling insulin. <laughs> nobody is going to save lives. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? You're selling a, a specialty, a you know, luxury item in the sense that it's mm-hmm. not something that people have to have. It is, Absolutely. you know, of course we want every celebration to have balloons and you know to have decor yeah. and all of that stuff, but you know, we all grew up and we've had, you know, parties where they just, you know, slap something against the wall and say it had birthday and we still live. Right. Exactly. It is not, we are not saving lives. You know what I mean? We're really not. It's a luxury item. It's, it, there should be no emotion involved, you know, and I love my clients. I have relationships with my clients. I remember Mm -hmm. transitioning from, you know, random pricing to really, you know, having structured pricing that had meaning behind it. And I remember having to make that adjustment and, you know, clients, you know, falling off. And I get the emotion of all of that because, you know, there's some people been with you since day one, you know, Mm -hmm. I get that emotion. But at the end of the day, you still have to think about your business as a business. It's, it's, it is a business. And its job is to put you in a position to be able to do the things that you want to do in your life. And it's about growing and evolving. When people don't want to raise their prices or charge enough, to me, I I wonder if you really value what you do. If you value your product, your skill set, you know, what you have to offer. Because the time that we put into this thing 
the amount of classes that I've been to, literally staying up all night, you know, sometimes to get events done. It takes a lot. It requires a lot. I have to get paid for that. Right. You don't go to a nine to five job and they ask you, you know, they give you your job description and they ask you to do 42 other things outside of the job description and they're not paying you for it. That's right. not how that works. You have to get some kind of compensation for that. You know, so it makes me wonder, do you even have confidence in your skill set and in what you have to offer? And a lot of times I find that's what pricing boils down to is your level of confidence. And that it's funny that you said that. That's what my um my coach says. My coach says, you know, pricing is all about confidence. The Absolutely. price is whatever you can say confidently and stand on. Mm-hmm. There you go. And that's the thing is that, you know, you you saying it with the one eye, you know, closed, a little scared. <laughs> you know, right. you hitting sin with that nervousness in you because mm-hmm. you don't think, you know, just, you know, re- Jumping back to what you said, you don't think that you're good enough or worth enough. Yes, yes, yes. Or yes. more. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's, it, it makes me sad, you know, to see that because yeah. there's so many artists that are so talented. Yeah. You know, like, yes. you know, their talent is just exuding. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you don't see that that's work, that that's not like standard work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you see it and you're Absolutely. like, that is so ex- exquisite. And then you find out they're charging $5.50 and you're like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> right, right. You know, it's a confidence thing. And I don't, it's, I don't know. The, the, to me, the way that they see it is very distorted. You know, it's just really very distorted because you have all this to offer that they, uh, something that a client most times cannot accomplish themselves. And if they do, it doesn't look as nice. You have to find, first of all, people are afraid to hear no. Right. That little bit of rejection, you know, really bothers people. Um, But all it takes is getting a yes to build your confidence. I'm telling you. Yeah, absolutely. And and getting that right yes, because a lot of times it's not that, you're not worth it. It's not that your client won't pay is that you're sitting in front of the wrong people. And yes. so when you make that transition, you know, cause I always like to be clear and transparent with people as far as mm-hmm. what things are going to look and feel like, because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people aren't and, and people are like, why, well, why I feel like this, you know, everybody else seems like, they're yeah. fine and I feel like this, that transition is a little difficult. Yeah. It's because when you're transitioning you are leaving behind that comfort zone. Yeah, You're leaving behind a lot of times some of your original clients. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear no. But yes. the thing is, behind that no is a mm-hmm. bunch of yeses. And yes. when you when, once you shift over into that right lane and get in front of that right customer and start getting yes. those yeses, first of all, those no's start to lessen. And secondly, yes. even when they're there, you don't hear them. You just like, okay. Exactly. Like, uh, you know, right. everybody doesn't value the same thing, right? Correct. So I have a friend whose husband buys her these expensive, expensive purses. That's her jam. That's her jam. I don't find any value in that. My thing is I want to eat well. I want to vacation well. You know what I mean? So. Right. I don't have any value in purses. Somebody, that one person may not value, those 10 people may not find value in it, but there is, if you just go on social media, you see there are people that value that, that value what you have to offer. Sometimes it's even as much as just ask. Right. We are even afraid to put the right number out there because we're so intimidated. We talk ourselves down. You know, but just ask. You haven't even asked for the right amount of money. No, and that's the thing. Like, I I posted a meme about that one time, and I'm like, one of the reasons why they haven't paid you is because you never asked. You never put because you were like, well, nobody is going to pay that amount. Mm -hmm. You know how many nobodies that's going to pay that amount that I didn't got paid that then cleared the bank. Listen, (laughs) you have to ask it. You know what I'm saying? You have Mm -hmm. to ask Mm -hmm. if you want to receive it. And the thing about yes. it is, it's not going to always be a yes, but it's also not going to always be a hard no. That person may right. come back and say, you know what, this is what my budget is, 
but that's mm-hmm. not don't don't take that personal don't say that Absolutely. my work is not worth that okay that's mm-hmm. your budget let's work this out and that doesn't yeah. mean reduce the price of the original thing exactly. exactly that just means that okay if this is where your budget lies we're gonna figure out what we can offer that's gonna still meet your needs that's within that budget yes yes but it's hard to do that if you don't have the right numbers right right that's, right that's what's hard to do is when you don't have the right numbers like what I, what I try to encourage people to do is think about what's the minimum amount of money you're willing to get dressed and leave your house for. Because if you can't make that, don't go. Don't and go. I, and look, and understand the amount that they're paying you is not the amount that's going into your pocket. Exactly. <laughs> people just take that money like, I just laid off and they run off. Uh, ma'am, you got to buy materials. <laughs> You got to pay taxes. It's all these other, your business needs to make money, you know? Right. So Mm -hmm. no. So, and that's the other thing too. I think people think about it like that. And so they're like, oh, I just made $2,000, but you really didn't. And so you're thinking that that, that's good, but that might've really been like a $10,000 job, you know? There you go. Mm -hmm. Because you're looking at it, you know, just from that cash in hand perspective and not, and not knowing your numbers. Yeah, you have to be familiar with your numbers. You know, even, especially now and today when everything is going up, everything. How much are we paying for gas? How much more, just from framing materials, how much more have they gone up, you know, in the past two years? I so, mean, yeah, like I used to, to accommodate for all of that. I used to consider a lot of that stuff disposable. Now I'm trying to go back and get my stuff. Look, yeah, uh-huh. Absolutely. Like if I can go back, I'm gonna go back and get it, you know, because mm-hmm. the price has gone up. Everything is Way changed. Up. You know, what um um what is that fed Joe? It's uh, yesterday's price is not today's price, you know. Right. That's, that's exactly real. exactly that's real, exactly. and you have to accommodate for that in your business. You know, if mm-hmm. you haven't changed your prices but you know, over the pandemic, you need to go sit down and work on that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not just walking away with a certain amount of money. Like you, there are so many expenses. I think there's so many expenses that people don't even look at. Like your business needs to have a saving, right? You, your business literally outside of you getting paid and all these other things, people so don't think about that. They just take that money, pay the bare minimum to, you know, buy supplies and stuff and run off with the rest. If you're going to have a functioning, thriving business, you need to have all of that. Because you, know? you need to be able to, okay, so what happens when you get a large job, but it's a corporate client and they're going to pay net net 30 or net 60? Yep, there you go. Mm-hmm. How are you going to be able to do that if you don't have yes. cash flow? There you go. There you go. What How can you if, pay employees? What if a pandemic happens and <laughs> right right all of a sudden right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your your income and revenue doesn't look like yes. it once did then what absolutely. happens absolutely especially absolutely. if you are you know full time or if you're relying on your business to you know, finance your, your life. What yes. what happens then if you don't have these things in place? So, you know, the, the pandemic sure threw a lot of curveballs, but hopefully we're mm-hmm. walking away with some lessons Absolutely. of how to, you know, structure things better moving forward to make sure that we're yeah. putting ourselves in a position that, you know, cause there are a lot of businesses, you know, in all different industries that have gone out of business. Because yes, they absolutely. could not sustain what has happened to us over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And, and some of it couldn't be helped. Some of it could be helped, you know, with better business structure. But a lot of it couldn't be helped, you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just outside of your control. I mean, exactly. especially depending on your industry. I, mm-hmm. it, some businesses aren't in a position to open or even if they can open, it's not profitable for them to open with the restrictions that they have to put in place. Yeah. So absolutely. there's, you know, there's so much that's outside of our control, but it, we have to try to control as much as we can to keep yeah. ourselves in, you know, position to stay going, to stay open, yeah. to keep going mm-hmm. um, for as long as possible. 
Yeah. Yep. That's right. So what are some tips that you would give someone that's struggling to raise their prices? I would say, okay, a few things. First of all, be honest with yourself. Let's look at this thing. Is this going to be a business or is it a hobby? In this day and age, social media tells us to, you know, leave the job, go work for yourself. You don't have to <laughs> do nothing that nobody tell you to do. Jump out here and start a business. Um, that does not work for everybody. <laughs> it just doesn't, right? So be honest with yourself. I have a girlfriend that sold jewelry. She started, she took all these classes. She really enjoyed the uh, jewelry making. She jumped into business and she wasn't doing well. But she realized that she did not enjoy having a business. This is more of a hobby for her. She enjoys that as a hobby. So she decided to just teach it, to teach jewelry making to kids and to adults. And she set it up that way so that you don't have all the pressures of a business. That's the first thing. Second of all, people who are struggling with raising their prices are struggling with some kind of confidence. You know, it really, that's what it is. So what I like to imagine is, um, this is not my favorite movie, but you know the scene in Rocky, everybody's seen this, where he's mm -hmm. uh, running through the streets and the music is behind him and he's running, 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 and then he gets to the top and he's, you know, jumping up and down. I made it because he's training, he's building his muscle, he's at the top of his game, right? Picture that without the music. Child, if ain't no music in that scene, he just running and huffing right. and puffing. And what you're going to hear is some hard work. First of all, you have to realize that that's what business is. It's hard work. When you work for yourself, I heard somebody say you get to pick which 24 hours of the day, which, uh, yeah, which 24 hours a day you're going to work or which 12 hours. You're working all of them, all the hours you're going to work on because you're everything until you can afford to hire employees. You're the, uh, the what they say, the butcher, the baker and the candlestick maker. <laughs> So, so if he's running and all you hear is, <gasps> that does not sound like fun, get you a hype man, right? <laughs> so I'm telling you, because that's what the music is in that scene. Right, it is. The You're music right. is pushing right. him, it's driving him, and it's getting you all excited. Really, you need a hype man. So in my circle of people, I make sure that I'm not at the top, I'm not at the bottom, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle so that I can look back and teach and encourage and motivate. But I'm also, I have somebody to aspire to. I have some someone that I see that's running this race before me that I can look to them and say, okay, I might not exactly want to go in their direction and do exactly what they're doing, but they're on the path that I want to go on. And then you right. can be inspired and motivated and encouraged by them. So literally, I have my people that I call when I'm sending out that big invoice, somebody in my ear, girl, you can do it. Let me tell you, remember we took this class. Remember, you can do this. You need that hype, man. You need that music in yes. your ear. Yes. Right. So that can be a podcast. That can be a person that can be a group of people, uh, YouTube videos, whatever it is. You need that behind you because really it's just a confidence booster. It wasn't until. When we sent out our highest invoice, and this was right before the pandemic, <laughs> I tell you, when he paid that invoice, we we just—it was like we exhaled and went, and nobody breathed. It was just like they paid it, but it's <laughs> like I I look, I wasn't there, and I know exactly what you. I know exactly Man, you what like, you're ooh, saying, and exactly it's what you're it's like. It's like all right. All right, I said right. I there you go. Exactly. I said all they can say is no. All they can say is no. You know, but when somebody pays that invoice, it is a huge like, no questions asked, business. and like there you, just, go. you just be like, oh, all right, well, we're, we're doing this. We are doing this exactly. And then after that, you have no problem looking at people right. and saying, oh, you can't afford such a such. Let me refer you to someone else and doing. If there is no spite. Because no. people in other spaces have to eat too. I refer people all the time and people refer to me. But let me move on to where my money is, you know? Right. Another thing, again, is knowing your real cost because the price of everything <laughs> has gone up. So if you have not raised your prices, to me, what the, um, what the increase has been in the past two years, I don't know how you're surviving, you know? And then too, I think, and this is important. I think that you should, everybody should do this. Whatever your industry is, take 30 days, take a piece of paper. And I would like 
I tried to do notebooks, but what happens with notebooks is you write on one page, you turn the page and six pages later you. So take one piece of paper, put it on your desk and for 30 days, think about all that you do. Every single thing that you do for your business and you're not going to have it all in one day and all at one time. If you just take five minutes a day or as you're talking to a client, things will begin to come to you. Write all of that down. I don't care if it's going to the bank, taking out the trash. All of it. All of it. What would you pay somebody to do? All that's on these pages at this point. All of that is worth something. Right. The money has got to come from somewhere. Right. What would you pay somebody else to do that in real life? Right. So if you're struggling to raise your prices and you want to stay in business, you build your confidence. Because really, that's a lot of what that is. It's confidence building. And if you feel like you're lacking in an area, increase your skill set. This is the age of YouTube University. You better get on there and practice and learn and grow. Right. And so there are so many opportunities for you to um, expand your skill set. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, we have to, you got to always be growing and evolving. Yes, absolutely. You have to always be educating yourself as a business owner, both on your craft and on business. Yeah. Those things are very important to keep growing and keep, you know, elevating. I think that what happens is we, you know, we get there and we start to see a little money coming in and then we just, we're just there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's very true. And then you're wondering why you're seeing people pass you up or do all these other things. And you are still in that same spot. You have to put in that work to get yeah. to another level. And one of the beautiful things that you said about your circle and making sure that you have that diversity in your circle. Mm -hmm. Because what I find most people do is they find a circle of people who are just like them. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being with people who you have things in common with, but you need people in your circle that stretch you. Yes. And that, 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 that require you to grow. And that makes a huge difference because When you see people, you know, going down the path you want to go, don't look at them with envy. Yeah. Look yeah. at them as an inspiration. Absolutely. Because if they can do it, you could do it. Right. You right. know, we're all human people. They the end. You know, if they can mm-hmm. do it, you can do it. And in most cases, they will share with you mm-hmm. what they did to get where they wanted to go. So Make exactly. sure that you are mixing that up and that you're, you know, even if you are, you know, you may feel like, okay, we're on the same level, but you know, this might be your strong suit and this might be mine. So now we, yes. we can help each other in yes. those yes. areas where the other one is weaker, but mm-hmm. they gotta be making you grow. If your friends are not making you grow. It's stagnant. I, mean, I don't want to, st- I don't want to step on toes again, but get you some new friends right yeah there you go there you go get you some new friends and like you said if they not if you don't have no cheerleaders in that group Mm -hmm. you can cut them loose there you go you can cut them loose because those people saying like on social media my circle of friends you know you you scared to give information and people scared to give you know it's just no y'all not not friends let's just be real y'all not friends That's not your circle. That's not your y'all circle. not friends because friends don't operate like that. Y'all might know there each other. Go. Y'all might have known each other right. a long time, but no friends don't operate like that. Because mm-hmm. the one thing I know is if I go to my circle of friends and I say, "Man, you know, I don't know about such and such," they about to hype me. Uh, look, they about to go. be flavor flavor. <laughs> they about to. <laughs> They might hype me up like it's no tomorrow. And I I tell y'all all all the time, I'm like, if you forget who you are. There you go. You better call me because I'm going to tell you. (laughs) I'm going to remind you of who you you are. And that's what it should look like. And that's what your circle should look like. And 
I think, you know, just all of this, you know, I know we're touching on some stuff that's outside of like the, the, you know, idea of profit, but all of this is what goes into being a successful business owner is, you know, there's always the self-work. Oh yeah. There's Mm -hmm. always the self-work, you know, like you, you know, talked about building the confidence, your circle, what that looks like. That's all a part of it. And that's all what, you know, helps you along your journey as opposed to just sitting stuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting stuck and stagnant. Like that's not, that's not the look. There's more out there for you. And, but you do have to be brave enough to go for it. It does take courage. It does to stretch outside of your comfort zone. Yes. You know, to go beyond what you already know, what feels good, because your friends, you know, whoever's in your circle should be able to encourage you. But those same people should be able to say, uh, you slacking. Right. You slacking. I, we recently, a, a circle of friends that I had, we have a situation that we have dealt with and it's uncomfortable. One of the members of the group did something that was completely selfish. And so, somebody had to say it and so I, <laughs> I said it I pulled it to the side I made sure I said it in love but you but, need to hear that if we gonna say friends you need to hear that and I told them I said listen if I'm wrong like that you better say something to me don't let me just be walking around here crazy right get right. in my butt and say something to me right oh no I, I give all my friends full permission to gather me that's a part of the friendship <laughs> agreement <laughs> exactly Exactly. Get me together. That Don't is a part of the friendship. Because sometimes, you know, you see people out here on social media and you like, what the? You don't got right. no friends? Like, no. Thank you. Not a one. Nobody not a one. pulled you to the side and said, girl, girl <laughs> go, sit, go sit down somewhere. Go. Like, <laughs> that's not the look. Like, don't do that. But mm-hmm. I, I do. I think that that's very important. And um, trying to think of the phrase somebody said the other day. They said, um, you'll deliver the, you'll deliver the lick and give me the bandaid all in the same, um, conversation. There you go. There you go. There you go. That, that is, you know, that's, that's just, to me, that is true friendship because a real friend is going to, you know, they know that it's it's difficult to give you that bad information (laughs) or, you know, tell you, girl, you stepping out of line. That's a hard conversation for a friend to have with you. But if they really yeah. love you, they don't want to see you right. go down that road. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I just think it's important to have those people in your life too. those people that are just honest with you. And, yeah. you know, I have one girlfriend, like she'll just look at me and I'm like, all right, tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> fix it, fix it. <laughs> just tell me why I'm wrong. I, I, I see right. it on your face. Like, uh-huh. just, Get me together. Yeah. (laughs) But that, that is what, that's how growth happens. Right. You know, if you hear anybody talk about growth, the first thing they're going to tell you is that it is uncomfortable. Oh yeah, it is. It is because you have to, you have to face some parts of yourself. And like you said earlier, Mm -hmm. you have to be honest. Yeah. And sometimes the problem is you. Yeah, there you go. And you you have to be able to own that. And you have to be able to say, you know what? That was me. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. me all day long. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the more you get to know yourself, the more you're honest with yourself, like you said, you know, with that confidence piece, the more you can pull yourself up mm-hmm. because yes, you true. feel when you are, you feel when that insecurity is coming, you start to yeah. see your emotions before they get here. Absolutely. That's true. That's, that's good. That's good. So yeah. I'm going to wrap up, Tiffany, because I know we can talk all day <laughs> yeah. and all of the <laughs> night. Um, but I do want to keep like, you know, just some standard um, questions to go along with the um, Prophets in Pajamas theme. So okay. one question. Tell me about your favorite pajamas. These are my favorite pajamas. <laughs> I'm a Wonder Woman girl because uh, she is my hype man. Um, Love it. So- 
my mother gave me these pajamas because she know I love Wonder Woman. And a few years ago, I was going through something difficult and her and another friend gave me another pair of Wonder Woman pajamas. And so that's what I use my, uh, I keep them as my little hero pajamas. You know, at night, sometimes you done had a rough day. I need my dun dun da 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 Understood, understood. <laughs> like you just chest out, can't nobody tell that's me right. nothing. I can do it, I can do it, whatever it is. So we're gonna have a better day tomorrow whatever so these are my favorite pjs yeah all right next question my time freedom allows me to oh my time freedom allows me to spend time with my crazy dogs that i love so much um to not live life at this crazy hectic pace to enjoy myself. I love in the morning. I used to be a morning person. I'm not so much anymore, but I love that I can take my time in the mornings now, have my coffee, do my devotional, spend time in reflection before I jump into the chaos of the day. Um, and also it allows me to travel, spend time with girlfriends and family. And, you know, now in the craziness of the pandemonium, we don't get to do so much, you know, spending time together. So the time that I get to me, it's precious. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that. All right. So what is the best advice that you would give someone who is seeking the um, profits in pajamas life? I would say to take the time to reflect on what you really want and what success means to you. Not looking at what you've been told or taught or what you see in front of you. What, when, what makes you feel good about this business? You know what I mean? For me, I learned that it wasn't doing everything. Pick the things that I enjoy and just do those things. I love so that. if you want to live, you know, a lifestyle, the pajama lifestyle, take the time, yeah, to evaluate what you really want out of your business and make the business look like you. I love that. Absolutely yeah. love it. All right, so just to recap, we are talking to Tiffany McKinney. And we were talking about how um, you can be profitable in your business, how you make sure you're being profitable in your business. Tiffany, is there any um, thing you want to share with the audience and also how can they best get in touch with you? Uh, nothing I want to share, just make your business profitable. And you can reach me on my website first and foremost. I ask that people go through my website so that I can keep track of all the inquiries. But my website, Facebook, and Instagram are all under my business name, Pabloon Balloon. All right. Well, it was a pleasure talking with you. Um, hopefully we'll get to chat again because I always enjoy um, having conversations with you. Thank you Thank for coming you, yeah. on the um Profits in Pajamas podcast, and I will see you guys soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I hope you got some great tips to start working with ease. Want to stay connected? Follow me at Your Workflow on Instagram. For more information about building your luxury brand, register for my upcoming luxury brand workshop at coachdannyd.com.